Welcome to Set Meals, a weekly food show about the moments that surround mealtimes. I'm Taylor Fawcett. And I'm Simon Ashton. And if you're new around here looking for in-depth food chat that breaks down important culinary issues, I'll say it now. You might be disappointed. Don't say that. No, granted, this podcast, Set Meals, isn't a highbrow food show. We can't even spell Marcus Wearing. But it's a food show nonetheless, rooted in our own food experiences. We're two freelancers working in London's creative industry, spending a vast proportion of our time eating questionable meals on stuffy sets. The name... It works. As well as spending the rest of our time indulging in cold beers and hot curry at three o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. Ah, the roller coaster of freelance life. So we thought we were pretty well placed to share our experiences, take you along for the ride and give something back. In exchange for some sort of healthy revenue, hopefully. And aside from giving you the high quality audio production that is this podcast, feel free to check out our social channels. At Set Meals Podcast. On Twitter and Instagram for visual delights that audio features simply can't deliver on. So, another intro completely nailed. Let's get into the show. News item one. Yes. Bit random. Yeah. Nando's. Sort of. Uh, We're a fan of Nando's. Of course. Nando's will become the first fast food chain. Is Nando's fast food? Yeah. It is, isn't it? It's a fast food chain. Because it comes on a plate, you're fooled into a full sense of of security. But when you get it delivered, yes, it's fast food. Um, all right, what if you get Nando's delivered on a flight? Because that's what they're doing, in wow. a way. Wow. Jet 2 Airlines are stocking Nando's on their flight. Now, when I read this initially, and I know you're going to say, because you've got that look in your face. Yeah. You're going to say... Where's my whole chicken and chips? Yeah, it's not it's not Nando's, is it? Nando's are going to start stocking their Piri Piri hummus and pita chips box, like snack boxes. And it's not Nando's, is it? We've agreed previously, and our friends would all would all agree with us. Also, our Nando's pals, the Piri Piri drizzle with the hummus in Nando's is absolutely fantastic. It is excellent. It's brilliant. However, with pita chips, is it as good? I think you need the pita, the actual proper pita, the yeah. soft bread to. I don't, I don't know if I want it with pita chips. I don't think I want something hard and crunchy. I do worry about the the piri piri drizzle stainability factor on a flight. Mm. If you're on a flight and some dude orders Nando's hummus, whips up his piri piri drizzle, and you hit a bit of turbulence, that is shit show. That's what yeah. accident waiting to happen. Yeah, you are right. It's carnage. Someone's like done it and they put it on their little table. That's the thing. thing. Put it on their table with a cap off. And it's not heavy enough for it to sit. Exactly. It's really light. And so Little you... bump. Even worse, you're sat in the middle. Person reaches over to put their empty cup in the bin, <gasps> nudges it. Yeah. It's fucking carnage. It's that oil is getting everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, and the bottles are tiny. So think about how many kids are going to order that and then it's going to fall on the floor. You're not the, wrong. The floor is going to be covered yeah. in fucking peri-peri drizzle. A nice budget flight to Madeira ruined. Yeah, I mean, it did get me thinking though. There is a Nando's at Gatwick South Terminal. Yes, the hack Nando's. Can you... Yes, which is the only Nando's in the UK that does breakfast, by the way. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What does the breakfast menu at Nando's South consist of, then? Nando's Benedict, Nando's beans and eggs on toast, chicken and fresh herb omelette, spinach, tomato <laughs> and cheese omelette, eggs on toast. I mean, that's a really average breakfast Chicken menu. sausage. Yeah. Oh, man, I mean, don't even get me started on chicken sausage. Just bullshit as well. Chicken sausage is heck, dead. Heck. No. Tell you what, <laughs> talk about always delivery brand deal. Heck brand deal t- t- for chicken sausages. What? Italian-style chicken sausage. But heck. there's nothing Italian Unreal. about a chicken sausage, man. So anyway, what I was going to say, before we went off on that huge chicken sausage-flavoured tangent, Nando's have a restaurant in South Terminal at Gatwick, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to work out whether you could get it to take away. And if so, theoretically, could you eat a, f- a whole chicken and all your sides on a flight to Madeira? 
I think it's hard enough to eat a Nando's takeout when you're like any any like a normal Nando's takeout in any setting. Depends what you get, yeah, but yeah. If you get a wrap, the the way they pack their wraps is really good because there's a oh there's a little tear guy tear thing in the middle. Yeah, so that is you take good. the top off and then you've just you've got cardboard to hold. It's yeah, good. that is good. It's, good. it's not really a takeout food. Uh, go back to our original point. This is why I don't think Nando's is is like fast food because it doesn't take out very well. It doesn't. No, it doesn't travel I, that yeah, well. I agree. I agree. I respect Nando's in a way for doing this. Destination aside, I'm having to think whether or not I take a Jet Two flight to eat Nando's on board or take a British Airways flight and eat Marks and Spencers. Because despite the general public's excitement, I do think Marks and Spencers food is generally overrated. Do you really think MS food's overrated? Yep. Well, I think the MS an MS sandwich is a lot better than a Sainsbury's or Tesco sandwich. All right, this segues nicely into the, the second sort of new food item chat. MS were recently in the press um, as they were putting out polls on Twitter to vote for their new sandwich flavours. Sandwich flavours? It's part of the pizza flavours thing. Is it a sandwich no, flavour? Do you know, I got berated by my mates for that whole pizza flavour thing. Why? Because they were like, it's toppings, it's toppings. And I said, no. What you put on the pizza is toppings, but the pizza as a whole. My mate Charlie, and I know he's listening to this, he went for me (laughs) with the toppings thing. All right, Charlie, where do you sell sausage flavours then, you shit? (laughs) Marks and Spencer's have been putting Twitter polls out, uh, voting for their their new sandwiches. The the sandwich showdown, it's very M&S, isn't it? That's very uh, 8 o'clock on a Saturday night X Factor chat, where they vote, they make you vote for the next sandwich flavour, right? So this is an article on Eater that I was reading, and the, the, big, the big kind of problem that people have with this is that one of the options is a smokehouse chicken sandwich, which is fine. I mean, fine. The other option is a kebab shop sandwich, right? The, the, the problem a lot of people have with this is that how dare... Marks and Spencers bracket kebab shops as a single thing, like as a one thing. So the, 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 this, this sandwich in particular features lamb donna meat, chilli sauce and salad, right? I, I sort of get why people are getting their back up about it because, you know, 2019, people also, like, everyone has a fucking problem with everything, mm. like everything, right? However, tell me a kebab shop you've been in that doesn't have lamb donna meat, chilli sauce and lettuce. That's my point. Yeah. I appreciate there's varying degrees. I appreciate there's, you know, slight variations or whatever. But there's also slight variations of pulled pork. But people don't get a backup about that. No, I mean, I agree with you. My thoughts on this aren't actually to do with the actual sandwich. It's the getting to that process. Eater describe it as a mind map gone wrong, which <laughs> is just so funny. You can think about the meetings and the meetings and yeah. the meetings that they had to get, right, what are the sandwiches we're going to get people to vote for? And everyone in there thinking it's a fantastic idea. The thing is, is I know that if I was wrapped up in it, if I was, you know, oh, you're in the old food development team, I'd, I'd be, I think that was the best idea in the world. I have a cunning plan to solve the problem. And yeah. then from the outside looking in, it's just stupid. The food development team at Marks and Spencer's, it's not the first time they've had a shit idea. Before record, I was late today because I, mm. I, I swung by M&S food. I am in an East London Marks and Spencer's food hall filling up the content vat that is this podcast. Uh, I'm going to be 10 minutes late because I'm making the worst purchase of the week. The LGBT sandwich, lettuce, guacamole, bacon and tomato, which adorns the gay pride colours, the rainbow flag. That does. Where do you stand on that? I've got one in my hand. I mean, it is just a normal sandwich, with the LGBTQ uh, branding on the side. To be honest, like, regardless of 
I mean, yeah, champion LGBT rights, all that, like, mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. fully in that camp. Regardless of that, I don't want guacamole in that sandwich. The how, wordplay is clever. The wordplay is great. Hey, look, so we're talking about bloody being in meetings. How happy someone who's worked that oh, out. Oh, yeah. Someone's thinking, this is fucking, I'm quids in here. I'm getting my bonus. I don't want guacamole in a BLT. Right, I'm opening it. Firstly, bake. I love to hate bacon sandwiches in like uh, supermarket packaged sandwiches. It always smells so it salty. It smells disgusting. Yeah, it does smell weird. I genuinely don't even want to put it in my mouth. Come on. Okay. That is a ruined BLT sandwich. Yeah. I like a BLT. I'm going for chicken salad or BLT every single day if I'm in a supermarket at Push. That guac is not is not a good addition. Do you know why? It is the sort of vinery guac that you get if you buy a, like a pre-pot. Yeah. A pre-potted guac. Not, not a good, good sandwich. It's not a good sandwich. Whilst I was in Marks and Spencers, I, I did pick up a couple of other a couple <laughs> oh of other sandwiches. <laughs> I'm gonna see what else they've got. Oh Jesus. They've got a curry sandwich. I'm buying it. The chicken vindaloo. Okay. Your your eyes lit up well, a little bit. I feel I feel better about this one. Right. Because right. it's not just the addition of a pointless flavour for I agree with something that. I agree with that. But I mean the chicken look how look how uniformly cut the chicken is, for one. Mm-hmm. Worrying. Yeah. It smells familiar, but I can't. I mean, any tomato thing from a supermarket. It's fucking spicy. It's very hot. It's so spicy. Jesus. Oh, my God. I did not expect that to be that spicy. I know it said vindaloo, but oh, my God. That is not an enjoyable lunch snack. Hey, I'll tell you what you need in there. Avocado. <laughs> M&S, take the guac out of your LGBT and put it in your chicken vindaloo. <laughs> that is not a good sandwich. For vi- for diff- very different reasons. Mm. They're too spicy. Oh, my God. It's got four chilies on the front of that. Hot, very hot. I'm not surprised. I know. I picked up one more though. It hurts my I've got, mouth. I've got one more. The chicken katsu sando. If a chicken katsu sando in a Marks and Spencer's Dalston isn't peak gentrification, I don't know what is. This one looks the worst. Yeah. There's a yellow layer of curry mayonnaise oh. and a layer of green cabbage slaw. Come on then, give it to me. Come on. The bread is a lot whiter. It's a very white bread. Ah, oh, wow. man. That is proper, like... I can't taste anything after the vindaloo, Sam. <laughs> I'm just thinking that. All I can taste is the curry mayonnaise. It's not crispy enough. So yeah, that well, that that is Marks and Spencer's latest offering. You know, a very um, a very thorough. Do you know what? Honestly, I would have preferred the kebab shop sandwich. Yeah, of all three of those. All right, second news item this week. Yes. Um, the news that Impossible Foods. You know, the meatless burger guys. Indeed, the burger that bleeds is what they led with, and their big initial campaign. So it's supposed to, as if you've cooked meat fairly rare, mm-hmm. where meat will bleed, like a burger will bleed when you squeeze it or cut into it. A lot of people have problems with that. A lot of vegetarians, vegans have problems with it mimicking the blood aspect. Yeah, because that's probably half the point as why they're not eating it in the first place, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, fair. Um, but they they have, uh, according to Vox, they've raised $300 million in the, in the latest funding round, <laughs> and they are they've been... Valued at two billion dollars, a two billion dollar company. It's mental. It's mad. It doesn't surprise me. No, because of but it's still how mad. Trendy that is now. But you know what? Like five years ago, right? If if they said there's a meatless burger patty company valued at two billion dollars, you wouldn't believe it. No, that yeah, it's um, just about believable now. Hundred percent. The the um I've never actually tried meatless burgers. 
Have you tried to meet those burgers? Not an impossible one. An uh, impossible one, I should yeah, say. Not yeah, like sorry. a black bean burger or anything like that. I mean, like, we've all tried those and they're all terrible. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, no, I've not tried an impossible burger, no. Um, me neither. So I have no opinion on how it tastes. Uh, I back it in terms of, you know, what it's doing and what it's trying to do as a company and how they're trying to sort of like save the environment, do all that sort of stuff, cut consumption of meat down. Um, burger King in the States took on impossible and rolled out or are rolling out impossible burgers across all, all of their locations. Yeah. Which is fucking mental, which that, probably goes a massive way towards the evaluation. Two billion valuation. Yeah. I mean, that is huge for them. It's completely insane. It, especially, especially from a fast food chain that really championed their beef. Yeah. And it's so burger related. Yeah. There's been, there's been rumors and there's been chat about, um, impossible running out of stock or struggling to kind of up, upkeep demand. Now, does that not issue in a secondary issue of uh, environmental problem? Does it not just cause a different a different problem? Yeah, but I suppose it's, is it the lesser of two evils? Yeah, maybe. I guess the thing is, is the the I imagine, especially with stuff like Impossible, these very specific meat free options. Mm-hmm. The research on that must still be fairly young. Yeah, for sure. Like to know the impact that that hat, you know, a factory that's making impossible burgers has as opposed to a farm. Yeah. I, I, to be honest though, I you know, if it's if it's one less horrible meat farm somewhere yeah. out of business and people eating meat-free burgers, then that's a good thing, right? You know. Yeah, so like it makes its products with heme um, yes. which is a protein cultivated from soybean roots, which is what also, which is apparently what gives it its like meat-like flavor. Mm-hmm. And people, they, they've said that like a lot of people who are buying this product aren't substituting it fully for meat. They're just, well, obviously they are, I guess, supplementing it, but they're like cutting a bit of their meat consumption down, but they're not going full vegan. Also, from like a UK a UK standpoint, I feel like we're very detached from this kind of conversation. Mm. Still, yeah. I don't I don't feel like it's a very like widely available option at all. Uh, I think it was Mildred's in Dalston did just a week where yeah, they had it. They did, do and then it never came back, which yeah. surprises me. I don't know why. I reckon it was more like a brand partnership marketing yeah, thing from Impossible or Beyond, whoever it was, rather than an actual thing rollout. Clearly, it's doing well because it says here on CNN Business. Uh, Impossible plans to hire at least 50 new employees at its California factory, which currently already employs 70 full-time employees. It's also looking to open more manufacturing facilities. And uh, the founder says, we are so small today that until we reach a sizable portion of the overall market, I think we're going to be growing to meet this scorching demand that we're seeing today. He's going to be hard at work raising capital for some time. Yeah, I bet so even after that valuation, the demand is so high. Yeah. And it's not they don't even sell it in stores yet. It's only, only restaurants and it's franchises. Yeah. It's hard to kind of see where you go with it, though, because like in, in short, short term, because maybe that's his argument. You can't go anywhere with it in short term because mm. it just you're up against such a massive beast in like the meat market. You have so much to fight against. Yeah. Just, it's almost like an impossible task. Hence, maybe the name. Mm-hmm. Maybe I like not. that. Maybe not. That's, no, maybe it is. Cool. That's the new section this week. It was very random. It was. Very bizarre. But that's what it is. That's it. Just it's thoughts. Stuff. It's feelings. Just things happening, it's, guys. It's remnants of a lot of horrible sandwiches. And yet, I can't even look at that chicken vindaloo in the eyes.
busy. Pretty busy. There's a little spot in the corner, <coughs> but we want to run on the like this, get people across the canal, you know? Yeah. We could probably put you in there. Is anyone sat in this corner? Is that alright? No. All right, restaurant section this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the weather in London scorching today. Scorchio. It is El Boilio. It's <laughs> so hot. It's good. It's good for me. I, I think feel, I'm a little bit sunburnt. Yeah, you're looking all right. You're looking all right. My face feels hot. It's because it's fucking hot in the studio. That's why. Maybe. Um, and you well, left you the did. studio. I did. Walked around the corner. Literally 200 metres. And went to Towpath on the canal. Uh, Al fresco, baby. Oh, man. Glorious. It really is. So nice. I reckon it was about 23 degrees today. Too hot? Maybe not. Nah, I wasn't 23. I reckon it was about 18 18 degrees. 18 at a push. Okay. When it was warm, Towpath is uh, a cafe, all day cafe. Um, Opens at nine through till five. Owned by Laurie Demori, which looks like Laurie Demori. Mm. Don't know how you say it, it's but it's very, very satisfying. Name, isn't it? It's very yeah, satisfying yeah, yeah. to say. It's got a bit of a towpath. Funny because it, it closes down from um, the. It has like it's very seasonal, so it closes yeah. down through the winter, opens up March through to November, which it has to do because all the seating is outdoors. Correct. There is no traditional restaurant space. No. It's uh, it's part of three or four maybe uh, units that back onto the canal. Um, one of which is like a bar, I think. Yeah, is the barge house? I think the, uh, the barge house. Yeah, yeah. Um, and basically, like there's 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 they've got two units, which are one's the kitchen, one's the bar, and then another one is like a sort of like a, a seating space which can house like two normal sized tables, right? Which is where yeah, we maybe sat. two sixes. Yeah, not loads. Sort of bench-style seating. Yeah. yeah, and then there's like, you know, there's a few tables and chairs outside uh, on, on the actual canal proper. Um, opens all day. I love the fact that it closes down in the winter. Mm. November, so it's always around fireworks night as the last cool. evening we have a big party. There's something very romantic about that for me. I love it. I love the idea that they nail their trade through the year when the weather's, weather's decent. And they're having a lovely old time, and it makes re- people get excited about them coming back. I love it. Yeah, and then rather than struggling through the winter, they just accept that. Yeah, what the proposition they have doesn't work. No, so shut up shop. Yeah, Go on holiday. Yeah, we also do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. A bit of time to um, travel and just get out the job. Yeah, so we went down. We went down actually with the intention of eating lunch. It was midday on the nose, basically. Uh, I didn't realise that the breakfast menu was still on until 12.30. Did I overhear you're changing the menu shortly? Uh, yes, it'll probably be about 15, 20 minutes. We were a little bit up against time. It's a working week, Sam. It's a working week, baby. We've got jobs on, we've got things on. So we decided to eat breakfast instead. I will go breakfast then. Which, I mean, we ordered a cheese sandwich off the bat. I will have the... Toasted cheese. Because that was we'd seen that and that was the the sort of the thing people seem to go for. And and you said that you don't think cheese sandwiches are a bre- breakfast item. No. So we went for the breakfast menu. I assumed this was a brunch menu. Yeah, I actually looking at the menu up front didn't realise it was the breakfast menu. No. Okay, Miranda tomatoes, garlic, smoked paprika, and olive oil, which was delicious. Open sandwich. 
Yeah. Green, bright green tomatoes. Heritage tomatoes. Very good. Yeah. Very, very good. Toasted cheese sandwich with quince jelly, which was unreal. That quince jelly was fucking delightful. It was. I actually kind of missed that on the menu and just thought it was just a clean toasted sandwich. And then he brought the pot of jelly over and I was like, it, to, and yes. It would have been fine just clean by itself. It would have, it still would have worked. It would have, but it was really, really delicious. It was really good, but it was really cheesy, yeah. obviously. But it was really like greasy. Greasier than the cheese and spinach. Really heavy. And then the other thing we had was a Napoli sausage sandwich. Napoli sausage sandwich. Um, I went up to order. I didn't realise they were all bread items. I completely missed that. It was so bready. I, I was so bready. Why is melted cheese in bread? It's so good. And we've just eaten three fucking sandwiches on the show as well. I know. And here, pathetic. I, I mean, the, the cheese sandwich was definitely the, the top of the pedestal for me. That was mm-hmm. the that was the boy, followed very very close behind the the tomatoes because I thought the tomato was just like tomato, like a sort of crazy situation. Well, you didn't misread the menu. It doesn't actually say that it comes on bread on the menu. It says so S S slash W. Though, no, it doesn't. It? doesn't. Doesn't not on the not on the tomato dish. Oh yeah, you're right. The 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 thing with it, like towpath is very is very very seasonal yeah. in how it operates, but also how it like stocks its kitchen or whatever, and how yeah. when it cooks. And the I think ingredients the, feel really fresh, super fresh. I think the, the menu changes frequently, like week on week, maybe even day on day, um, which is a, again a beautiful thing, which is not you know uncommon, but it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. That time of the day, rocking up, feeling like you're getting some actual super fresh ingredients. I feel like the the sausage particularly was. Like very herby, very fennelly, a little bit of a spice kick. Um, I must admit, the sauce, the, the sausage sandwich did come with the tomato ketchup, and it did taste like. What's the sauce on this? Is it the same as the? No, it's ketchup. It's like a smoky ketchup. Um, posh brand tomato ketchup, which I don't like. You're not. That's not you, is it? I hate. What's the brand? Is it Stokey? Yeah. I. Stokers, I think. Hate. It is. Hate that tomato sauce. Mm. Hate it. I want Heinz or nothing. Yeah. I come on. Maybe don't... maybe it should be if it's gonna be posh, it should just be like a relish. Don't call it a ketchup. No, but I think that high and low thing is the one. I think oh. people who miss that highs and lows thing is uh, are missing the trick because mm. I think people want they want certain shit things. I think it's okay to have certain shit things. So do you? Would you? But would you argue that Topaz should be serving the sausage sandwich without any? condiment in and then they give you the choice of posh ketchup and I personally don't think unless they're making that ketchup in house which I doubt very much they are they should be using Heinz okay I just don't think it adds anything extra I what I really liked it I like the ketchup I like the way it went into the bread and I like the way it went into my mouth yes but ketchup would have gone into the bread if it was Heinz or otherwise Mm. but for me though if it's Heinz all I'm tasting is Heinz ketchup it's good though. Yeah, it's I don't. The sausage was really nice. The sausage was really good. The sausage was very, very fresh, and it was very delicious. It massive. A lot of bread. You actually commented on how you thought the bread was going to throw you a little bit because it was too thick. I normally struggle with really thick bread. I find it. I find it a bit, a bit much. Yeah, but actually, this is quite manageable. Kind of spot on. It's because the edges are so crispy. I find it hard to eat. Mm. It hurts and it hurts a the little roof bit. Of the mouth. It gets the roof of the mouth. Yeah, and then yeah. you're eating so much bread that whatever's in the sandwich gets a bit lost. And yeah, sometimes. But actually. The sausages were quite fat and substantial, so I think it kind of balanced it out a little bit. I ordered a coffee. Coffee was fine. I'm not going to talk about coffee. Nobody wants to hear about coffee. No. Coffee chat's really boring. They don't do takeaway coffee there. 
quite respect that as well. Yeah. Did you take away anything? No, you you can get a takeaway coffee if you take your own cup, which neither of us are taking because we both hate them. I hate a but cup. They don't, don't do they don't do regular like uh, any sort of takeaway cups. I respect it. Yeah. Yeah, big time. I think they just don't need to. Have, they don't need that trade. They don't need to be have people peppering them for flat whites in the morning. You know. Yeah, true. Which is ironic because a lot of people walk past. There's like big, big. Oh, well, they could make. Foot, they could make a lot of money. But I think the point of it is, and this sort of comes on to the next point I want to talk about, is they're trying to create an offering that is somewhere you want to go and sit and spend a bit of time. Yeah, it's not. It, nothing about it is fast paced. No, everybody in there is in there for a bit of a chill. And as we said, you could literally sit on a sunny day. You could sit there all day. I could all have, day. I could have done what we did this morning, and I could still be there now. Yeah, four hours e- later, easily, easily, big time. Because you've got all the activity on the canal. You've got loads of people coming past. Yeah, there's this general sort of movement. The menu shifts at the right time, so you can just like kind of transition into yeah. the evening. It's brilliant. Mate, I can sit in that corner. Oh. Literally all day. Yeah. A little bottle of white wine. Oh. Coffee's in the morning. Coffee, iced coffee. Coffee, iced coffee. Like, um, no, no, no. Like uh, split with a, a cheese toastie in the middle just to tie you. Yeah. Just like a brunch item. Yeah. And then go to a nice cold, crisp bottle of white. Crisp bottle of white. Little snack in the afternoon. Yeah. Like some. Do um, some meats. Yeah. Some sort of cheeses. White, white, white. Rose. Yeah. And then a little bowl of pasta. Oh, yeah. Little fish pasta guy. Like a clam. Like a mixed seafood pasta. Because you've ongoing. They, they've really created a, like, a real genuine neighborhood hangout yeah which i think is really rare like even when people like you know say they have that they they haven't got it because because also the other thing is the service is really good and and friendly like the the lady and the gentleman behind the till were talking about what music to put on and they were talking about like they were just like having fun with a job and Mm -hmm. she was putting the the yet to be frozen ice cream in the the ice cream mixer and he was like putting van morrison on They were just like having a lovely having a time. time. It's contagious how relaxed it is. It's contagious how like, it reminds me of being in like um like a seaside resort town mm-hmm. where where the pace of life is generally really slow and people have no worry about running around and service stuff and all that sort of stuff. They're just doing their thing. I feel like because Towpath doesn't succumb to takeaway cups people running through and getting grab and go and all that sort of stuff, it really makes its own rules and like has its own agenda. And I think that is very, very evident in ev- in everything it does. Yeah. Service is brilliant, friendly, smiley. Did you notice how the girl sat on the table next to us, worked there, and she was, so I think she was sat with maybe her parents or her friend's okay. parents. But anyway, she was sort of sat with them while they ate and she was obviously on her break, but she was sort of writing one of the chalkboards about ice cream or something it wasn't like, oh, we've come to visit you at work. It was like, oh, I'm going to have my break at half 11. Why don't you come and have a coffee and a bite to eat and I'll be able to see you. Mm-hmm. And it just felt really normal. And then yeah. the guy next to on the table next to her spilled his drink and she just like took her napkin out of her pocket. But because she was on her break, she didn't offer to clean it up. She just passed him the napkin. And, nice, and yeah. that didn't feel rude or or like bad service or it was like 
it was just very chill. It was as if we were in someone's back garden. And I think, though, that it says more about London than anything, though. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I also think that that moment that you've just described there, if that happened somewhere in, like, mainland Europe, you wouldn't bat an eyelid. No. Because everywhere kind of feels that, like, that, that pace feels so much more common, whereas London is so much more pent up and tense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and service is often just lacking a little bit because people are so rushed off their feet yeah and yeah. And, and because like arguably also because the competition's so intense in terms of rest- the restaurant scene that you can't afford to like slip up and not make as much money as you mm-hmm. can and you can't afford not to have takeout coffee and all that sort of stuff so there were five people deep in the queue at all times the whole time we were there yeah I don't know how it felt as chill as it did because it was really busy. But again, it, it works to its advantage because, yeah, exactly. The units are split up yeah. and it's, it's, you have nothing in front of you on the canal. Mm. So as, as, as busy as the canal and you've got bikes whipping past you and runners whipping past you and mums and prams and all that sort of stuff, doesn't feel stressful. And there wasn't a moment I felt really that stressed because you've got this wide expanse, which is also very rare. There's not like a main road. And like, like the noise as well. There's no noise other than people enjoying their breakfast or lunch or whatever. There's no car, there's no road noise, no buses honking or, or sirens. Honestly, it's the spot. It yeah, is the I spot. Think if you are as lucky as we are and you have the opportunity to afford yourself a weekday mm-hmm. mid-morning coffee or, or yeah. brunch or breakfast there, that's the spot you want to go to. Yeah, I imagine on the weekends when it's sunny, it's just so busy. Yeah, I'd avoid it at all costs on the weekend. Yeah. Even on a Friday, to be honest. Mm. But if you, you know, if you're on a Wednesday and you need to go and have a coffee somewhere, clear your head. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the place if you live yeah. in the area. Yeah, yeah. Towpath, the second breakfast addition to our ever-growing list. Mm. You should check it out. It's in Haggerston. It's just off um, Kingsland Road. They haven't got a website, and they they no, they, they only do, have a Facebook. They have page a Facebook page, which is never updated. I can get on it because I don't which, have Facebook, and I respect it even more. Yeah. They depend so much yeah. on their like social following and just people posting and stuff. I respect that; it's yeah. great. I can still feel the sun beating down on my back. Mm-mm. Cool. Episode six nailed. Finito. And remember to check out our Twitter and Instagram at Set Meals Podcast. Do it, and uh, we'll see you next week. Mm.